Welcome back to the On Imposters podcast. I'm Damien. And I'm Andy. And we are surrounded by old-looking costumes. Indeed. Not actually old costumes. That's well, just what Damien's wearing. In, <laughs> in terms of costumes, they are old, but like they're not ancient materials. They're, they no. mostly look like what was like made, made drapes back in the 1970s. I was about to say, they look more 70s. Yeah. I, they, they, they definitely have that whole like... Jesus Revolution vibe. Yeah. Did, did you have you seen that movie? No. It's it's incredible. It's it's got Kelsey Grammer in it, okay? And like it's Kelsey Grammer as the pastor of a really like old school fundamentalist church. And all of a sudden the hippies show up. But hippies dun, dun, dun. But it's like hippies who believe in Jesus. Jesus hippies. And it breaks his brain a little bit. I'm like, but no, it's okay. It's Frazier. Frazier can handle hippies and Jesus at the same time. And that's that, that's what I was thinking the entire time I was watching it. It wasn't like, oh, this is a story about an actual man who lived. It's like, Frazier's talking about Jesus. <laughs> Did they have a very interesting worship service? <laughs> they do. And it's like the guy who plays Jesus in the show The Chosen yeah. uh, plays like the 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 hippies uh, pastor guy. Oh, gosh. And like, and it was like, this one moment happens where like someone's like, he doesn't have on any shoes. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they caused some problems, but they also caused like a massive um, movement back in the 70s where like people would just show up to the beach and get baptized because they're like, I think Jesus wants me to get baptized. You know who else caused a huge movement of worship when he showed up somewhere unexpected? Um, Jesus. No, Moses. Um, Moses. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I was like listening through like what we what we talked about last week with Jonathan, and I realized that like he set up like this perfect like slow ball right across the plate, and we completely whiffed on it because we didn't finish the chapter out last week. Because um, we like we were talking about. The, uh, um, the, the, the sudden emergency circumcision that happened on the way to Egypt and about how it was like it was essentially putting into practice proper worship for people. And that was the that was the job of the Israelites was to was to bring proper worship of God onto the earth. And uh, and so like right after this happens, uh, uh, Moses links up with Aaron and I'm going to pick it up at verse 28 in chapter 4. It says, Moses told Aaron all the word, words of the Lord with which he had sent him and all the signs that he had commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all the elders of the sons of Israel. And Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses. He then performed the signs in the sight of the people. So the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord was concerned about the sons of Israel and that he had seen their affliction, then they bowed low and worshipped. So that like puts this incredible button on the on the entire thing we were talking about last week, which was like you know like uh, that God was dealing with Moses so that he would be the person who would bring real worship to his people. And there's the proof in the pudding right there. As soon as they show up and say, "Hey, look, stick, snake. Hey, look, gross hand, not gross hand. And hey, look, water, blood." Then and oh, by the way, Yahweh really, really, really is interested in what's going on here, and He's here for you. They worshipped. Yeah. And that's like the other half of that, which is the other thing we talked about last time, was God revealing who he is. And because mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to worship a God if you don't know who he is. <laughs> and you know, why would you want to anyway? And <laughs> and yeah, it's like, and that's exactly what they're getting at here, right? They're, the question is like, who is this God? I mean, he hasn't really done anything for us so while we've been in affliction. Does he even care? And then Moses shows up and shows them, yeah, he does. And their immediate response is, oh! <gasps> 
It is the God who cares about us. Worship. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. I, I, I love the way that, that that part of the story ends. So uh, it was great having Jonathan on last week because uh, his uh, uh, his careful insight into what's going on and always pointing it back to Jesus is uh, is consistent uh, whenever he uh, whenever he looks at these texts here. So we're going to move forward, and um, yeah, we didn't we didn't discuss this in show prep. We're we going to just uh, read it until it starts getting repeaty. I think we should just summarize because okay. we're going to hit. Like several chapters today. Yes, because I where here here in chapter five, it doesn't just repeat once; it repeats like three several to four times. times. What what ends up happening? But you remember at the beginning when Damien said Exodus, where if you hear it once, you hear it twice. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to get that here because you're going to hear a bunch of stuff you've already heard if we read this over and over. Yeah, and, over. It's like, and like we get it. You're upset about what happened here, but we're, we're going to hear about straw and what happened with the straw at brutal times. But Moses and Aaron show up to uh, to Pharaoh's court, and um, yeah, and this say, is immediately after. Yes, they came to the Israelites. The Israelites hear that God cares about them in worship, right? So the like next thing, yeah. Is Moses and Aaron like, all right, let's go to Pharaoh. See, and this is the famous, like, thus says Yahweh, let my people go. And Pharaoh has the perfect response, which is, what's a Yahweh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, to be fair, Moses and Aaron then, then the very next verse, take a step back and say, okay, let me, let me rephrase. The God of the Jews has come to us and said, let my people go. <laughs> yes. And Pharaoh sets up the entire rest of the section by saying, what? No, I don't know who this God of the Jews is. No. Which I'm like, hmm. So, so far we've got God revealing who he is and who he is is tied up with like him caring and him being powerful. And he, that gets revealed to the Israelites and they worship. Moses shows up and tells Pharaoh to do something and Pharaoh's response is, I don't know who God is. Right. <laughs> this should be fun. Yeah, and and so like, he's like, get, get out of here, get, get go. Like you obviously have work to do, and I like, get out. And so uh, and so he, he says, look at all these people. There's so many. Guess what? Guess what we're gonna do? You know how they use straw to make their bricks? Don't give them any more straw. Let them find their own straw, but don't change their deliverables. They still have to deliver all of the bricks that they already had to deliver, but now they have to find their own straw. And the people... You still have to make just as many hamburgers, but we're not giving you any buns now. <laughs> nice. So so the people panic. They're like, I'm going to go find them. And it says they go find stubble, which does not sound like straw. It sounds like used to was straw, but was, like all the good straw got taken and it was supposed to be given to them. But now it's just sitting someplace because those people got told that they can't bring the straw to the people they're supposed to give it to. And so big panic. And so they don't make quota. Because they can't. And so Pharaoh has the people who oversee the labor for the Israelites beaten. And while they're being beaten, he calls them lazy. And he repeats several times the thing about lazy and the straw and you want to go to God and blah, blah, blah. He says it over and over and over again. And to be clear, like the text, the implication here is very obviously that Pharaoh is crazy. Because like, oh, so before this should mention detail. We actually have archaeological records of Semitic peoples, Jews are Semitic, mm -hmm. who were in Egypt under the same labor system as the Jews, having permission to go out into the desert and worship their gods and then come back. So even the request that the Jews be allowed to go out worship their god is completely normal. Like this is it's like the equivalent of asking for a day off at work. Like this is not crazy town. 
In fact, Pharaoh saying, no, you can't do that, and then punishing them, and then beating them after making it impossible to do their job. Like, Pharaoh is very much supposed to be the crazy person here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of, like, uh, um, uh, documentaries recently, like, showing that people who were a part of the aristocracy for ancient peoples apparently had something in their drinking vessels that, like, not exactly mercury, but like mercury or lead or something like that would, like, consume too much of it would actually start affecting the brain. And so, sometimes. like, yeah, so, like, the older they got, the, like, the, sometimes the, the, the crazier they would get. So, you know, it's, it's possible that Pharaoh was actually just going a little bit nuts here. Uh, you know, when, when asked a perfectly reasonable thing, I mean, you recall when, uh, when Abraham died, they left Goshen. With the blessing uh, and like, and a bunch of Egyptians went with them to go help bury Abraham. So it was, it was Jacob. Uh, J- Jacob, I'm sorry, yeah, not Abraham, yeah, Jacob. Where, yeah, yeah. So he, they went to go bury Jacob, and it was, so it was, it was part of their national history and part of like what they did. And so when yeah. he said like, "What well, you want to go? You you want to go out into the wilderness and worship it?" No, that's lazy. Get back to work. And so, it, it, yeah. And from the point of view of the story, you're definitely supposed to be thinking about those two things together. Because this is five chapters ago. It's not like this was way on the other side of the Bible. Like, this is five chapters ago, or a little bit more than that. But, like, they just got back from going to, from leaving Egypt to go bury Jacob. So, yeah, you're definitely supposed to still remember that. Because, oh, I guess we never mentioned this. Like, Generally speaking, you should not think of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy as different books of the Bible. Really, they are one giant book of the Bible together. Yes. And they, like, constantly refer to each other mm-hmm. and are playing off things that the other books did. Like, they're very much a one unit. So we're talking recently in, in what is thought of as the same book, this happened. So, like, yeah, you're definitely supposed to be having that, that sort of connection in your head. Yes. And so Moses goes to talk to God and says, hey, that didn't work. Uh, what? <laughs> so uh, so the people believed and they worshipped him. That was good. We we got into the, the, the court, which was great. And then he said, no. And now the people are suffering, and I look like a bad guy now. And you look like a bad guy now. And I don't think the plan worked. What's um, what, what what do? And, uh, and God said, <clears throat> here's the paraphrase, God said, uh, I'm going to stretch out my hand and show Pharaoh who Yahweh is. Which is a good opportunity for me to point out that I have been remiss in my dad joke duties. Mm. So well, I have, have a little bit of catch up here to do. And we'll <laughs> yeah, start with that one. With so, <laughs> so God said, I will stretch out my hand and Pharaoh will release you. So basically, like, if... if the play on words there is like, God's saying, I will stretch out my hand, and I will make Pharaoh open up his hand. Ah. It's like, they're playing off each other there. You have, back in the burning bush, um, God's like, I have come down so that I could bring the Israelites up out of Egypt. One, So one, this isn't really a dad joke or a pun, but I do love how when Moses is being called and complains about not being good at talking, like, if you look at the actual response God makes, it's a very eloquent response. <laughs> like, the response he makes is just like, that's basically the best way anyone could have phrased that <laughs> response. <laughs> You're like, so he's saying, I can handle the eloquence while at the same time doing it in an extremely eloquent way. <laughs> nice. Um, very, very oh, good. Sinai. So the, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this slightly to make the point, but the gist of it is, Moses goes to Mount Sinai and sees a burning bush. The word bush is sene, 
again, I'm mispronouncing it a tiny bit to make the point. But so he's on Sinai and sees a Sene and is like, oh, gosh, now I know this is where God is. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, one more. <laughs>